Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Hey, what's going on, Bears fans? Nicholas Moriano here from the Chicago Audible, here to give you a quick recap on the introductory press conferences today for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. As you can see, I'm flying solo for this podcast, and yeah, just wanted to give you a quick recap, some of the thoughts I have um, being there in person for these press conferences. I see the notification on YouTube is live. Good, we're good to go. But yeah, just wanted to give you a quick recap on what happened, what was said today. Before I actually head down to Mobile, Alabama, um, early tomorrow morning for the the Senior Bowl, which Ryan pulls, and it sounds like Matty Rafus will be at. From what you know, just kind of going back and listening to the press conference. So, um, also want to get like as I'm talking here, just kind of recapping this with you guys. Just your thoughts. Uh, would love to see that. I have the chat open over here to the side. So, just kind of want to see um, what are your thoughts on this opening press conference. But again. Gonna do this pretty quickly. Have some things I got to do before I get down to Mobile, Alabama, to kind of scout who the Bears could potentially go get down there. Um, there's a good bunch of players, and I know obviously the Bears are looking to start work, and it's gonna start there in Mobile next uh, this you know tomorrow. So let me go ahead and just kind of recap things for you, and we'll start how we'll do this. I'll, I'll kind of give you um, the recap of what Ryan Poles had to say. And then we'll go into Matt Eberflus. I think that's just um, one easier for me to recap. That's how I put my notes in there. And that's how we're going to do it. So uh, Ryan Poles uh, obviously gave some opening remarks, said, you know, he really liked how George McCaskey was there to pick him up at the airport. And George McCaskey revealed like, yeah, he drove, parked in the White Sox parking level at O'Hare and, you know, went to go pick up Ryan Poles. So he he thought that re- that resonated with him, just kind of showing the passion that Jordan McCaskey had, but going into um, when Ryan Poles, like for me, as I watched it, was there at this press conference, it seemed like he, I think it was a little bit more genuine with how he responded. You saw him get emotional 
when he was thinking just some of the people in that Chiefs organization. He mentioned Brett Veach, and then there was a long pause before he mentioned Andy Reid's name for people that really had helped develop him into the person that he is today. So you, you saw that that genuineness uh, from him, and that was um, – I don't know if that's cool to see, but you just see, hey, he's a person too. I know sometimes we almost forget these things, whether it's players or head coaches, GMs, but you saw that in, in Ryan Poles and some of the responses he gave, very detail-oriented. You did hear the word collaborate. You heard the whys too from Maddie Rafus. I'm like, uh-oh, Matt and Ryan again, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But what Ryan Poles said um, when kind of like what he's about, um, they're going to build through the draft and every single general manager and like every single sport's going to kind of, um, you know, tell you about that. I see Cliff in the chat. Ryan Poles was so nervous at the start. Yeah, he was. See, I noticed that too, Cliff. He kept, um, you know, just kind of itching. His I think he was nervous, but also just trying to, how do I, like, this is a big moment for him, right? His, his, his wife, his children are off to his right and you're, obviously articulating your thoughts to an entire fan base, millions of fans for the bears. And I think he wanted to get it right and just show his respect to, you know, everybody that he's that's helped him along the way. But I did notice that I'm like, okay, this is going to be like something where Ryan pulls, if he's not knowing what the season is, just scratch his neck, but a hey, cliff that's good observations by you. Cause I noticed that as well. Um, but to get back what he's about build through the draft, be selective in free agency, connect, uh, evaluation with valuation relentless approach to fix our weaknesses and then maintain great self-aware of who they are as a team and to solve problems you need to have open communication and candor and just being consistent consistently put players in a position to succeed and as we know with ryan and matt 1.0 the first version of them that wasn't really the case putting players in a position to succeed so those are the things that he's about and what he's looking for in a head coach. The next kind of um, what he went into looking for leadership, poise, emotional intelligence, developmental mindset and energy. Um, so, and he also obviously found that in Matt Eberflus and wanted to look and find a brother. And that's how we kind of referred to Matt as a brother now uh, to create that relationship with. And the last thing he closed kind of his opening remarks with, um, and I have a quote here. And the last thing, the most important piece, we are going to take the North and never give it back. Now, however you want to, you know, feel about that phrase, you go, you have the right, um, you know, you have the right to, but you know, I think you're, it, it's your introductory press conference. You want to have these high standards. And that's, uh, that was a common theme for what Ryan and Matt were kind of thinking in terms of this team, the standards that they're going to set, but take the North and never give it back. One, how that's going to start, you have to start being competitive with the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. And obviously the Detroit Lions are, you know, coaching the senior bowl this week. So they're, they're, they're obviously up and coming, but take the North and never give it back. Let's see if they can hold up to that, that claim, that standard that Ryan Poles was saying there. So now I'll kind of get into what Ryan Poles said for some of the questions uh, that were asked of him. Um, so he was asked like whether or not the bears are in a retooling or rebuilding phase. And Paul said, he absolutely thinks the bears can be competitive and not, this is not a rebuilding situation. Um, in that question, they, um, the reporter referenced like the Bengals seeing where they started 
uh, just even a season ago to where they're at now in the Super Bowl. So that was, you know, Ryan Poles brought up the Bengals and, um, you know, they expect to be in contention to win games. So that's where Ryan Poles kind of sees the Bears. And, you know, obviously Matt Eberflus and having that collaboration, I'll bring it back up because they did mention that a, a little bit. They didn't beat it to a dead horse like um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace did. But there's that collaboration. Um he was asked Ryan Poles if he, you know, had watched Justin Fields. And he said he watched Justin a lot when he was at Ohio State. Mentioned that, like all players, you know, you need that support and that development to, you know, really maximize what he's able to do. But he's really just excited to see him grow as a player. Um, so that that's obviously, that's like the main focal point, right? You hire Matt Eberflus, your defensive, defensive-minded coach, but how does that coincide with, what you want to see out of a Justin Fields. And I'll, I'll kind of get into that when I talk about Matt Eberflus and we get into that section of the show. But, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, he mentioned that. Um, had watched him at Ohio State, excited to see where he can grow, and obviously he's going to need a support system. And that's that's what the next couple of weeks, months, are going to be really leading up to. How can you support Justin Fields? Um he was asked why Chicago and they were both asked this question, like why Chicago, like the next day. So the bears hired um, polls on a Tuesday. Right. And he was scheduled to meet with the Minnesota Vikings for the second time on that following Wednesday. That meeting never happened. Right. He, he obviously sealed the deal here in Chicago, but he mentioned the history of the organization. There was a standard of being a championship caliber team. Again, however you want to feel about that. And, and you know, I feel like every year, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, like, we want to be someone that can be competitive. Okay, that, that was another thing why he felt like Chicago was the right place. Um, he also said, like I mentioned earlier, had a good feel for George McCaskey, being there, picking him up. Um, he did ref, uh, reference that as being, again, another reason why for Chicago. And all of that, compile all that together, got him excited for the job. His first general manager opportunity um so let's see he was also asked about ian cunningham the assistant gm but uh, ryan pole said to add that experience is crucial and i i thought that was such a great hire by the bears they hadn't had a assistant gm ever right or that someone with that title specifically but he mentioned ryan poles ian's background with the ravens and eagles brings experience from different places and when you're going to a job for the first time, being a general manager, this is your job now. It's nice to kind of have somebody else who has that much experience like Cunningham does to maybe not even divide responsibilities, but just kind of also have a, you know, a second opinion on things, whatever it may be. That's kind of also what he was talking about um, in terms of why uh, an assistant GM was um, necessary. And it, in, from both Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, analytics. Analytics are going to be a thing here in Chicago, more so than they were in the previous regime. Um, but he was like, he said, like, absolutely analytics. He's excited about it and is a part of their process. And that's something that we're still going to have to figure out a little bit as we kind of go, you guys. Like, what is exactly the process of how these guys are going to do things? Whether it is finding players or just developing the staff, What's that process like? But a big part of it is going to be that analytics part, which, again, I think a lot of good organizations utilize. And Ryan Poles did say that there are currently 
um, on this team right now, a bunch of analytic guys that they do like. It's not to say that they won't go get other people, but he did reference that. Um, so why um, Ryan Poles was asked, like why uh, Matt Eberflus was on his initial list. So in that first Zoom press conference, Ryan Poles shared with that five-person committee um, who were the coaches that he wanted to, again, essentially talk with and speak with. Why was he on that list? And Ryan Poles said that Eberflus was on his initial list because what you see on tape, that Colts defense, is a reflection of the person behind it. And I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. When you hear Matt Eberflus talk, he's it sounds almost business-like. We're going to get something done. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's the plan. Execute it. Let's go. Let's go again. Ultimately execute this, this plan that we have. But he said, what you see on tape is a reflection of the person behind it. And that was a fast, physical, good defense that was violent. And that's a style of defense that obviously got his attention. And you need to see who's behind, who's a mastermind behind that. And for the Colts, that was Matt Averflew. So that's why he was on Ryan Pulse's um, initial list. Um, so let's see, was asked when he wanted to be a GM. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so in this, uh, the question that was asked, like when he wanted to be a GM, he didn't know exactly a date, but he had seen obviously growing through growing up through the, the Kansas city organization. He did mention something that I, I took note of. And I think this is a good thing for bears fans. Um, in that response somewhere, he did mention that he can't do exactly what he did in Kansas city or what they did in Kansas city. And essentially how I put it in my notes, copy and paste that. And it's going to work in Chicago, but he could take pieces of that. And that's, I think, I think that's important because I, when you look at, even look at Matt Nagy and how he tried to almost try to replicate in a way, Andy Reid's offense and try to make it his own. Like he just couldn't do it. But Ryan Poles is already acknowledging, Hey, look, this is how we did it with Kansas city. It's not the it's not the same. It's not an apples to apples situation, right? So you need to be flexible, and Ryan Poles gets that. So I, I like that um, how he mentioned that. Like it's not just something that you can just again, like I put copy and paste. This is how it's going to work. We have to find our own ways, but we can take the things that we did in Kansas City, some of the things, and implement them here in Chicago. And like I mentioned, uh, I have in my notes built through the draft. Everybody's going to do that. Also. Um, you know, he was asked like, Hey, I think you, you only have five draft picks. There's options to get more draft picks, obviously. And they're going to do the, the best to maximize those draft picks. Like, you know, all, all GMs you, I, you would think would do that. Um, so let's see. Okay. Here's going still with the draft questions. How do you exactly build through the draft? And Ryan Pohl said, knowing what scheme you're running, um, and finding players that fit that scheme, that background, that that passion for football. Um, that's how you kind of, you know, build through the drafts. Then he said, you know, we're not going to draft somebody that doesn't fit what we're doing here. And that, that worked. I mean, obviously that's going to help whatever player it is to succeed in Chicago and prior prioritizing certain positions with your draft capital, obviously knowing like, you know, edge rushers can go early on and knowing where you can get those guys. So just having a priority for the actual position, and, you know, when you can potentially get um, the certain guy that you're looking for. So that that was also something that he mentioned in terms of the draft stuff. And, of course, as we get, what, first week of March is the scouting combine. We're going to get a lot more of those. And I'll be there. Will will be there. Mason will be there. So I'll we'll be there. And we'll definitely ask more draft questions as we get uh, closer to that. 
this was I, I liked a lot here. And this I should have mentioned right at the very top. One of my main takeaways from Ryan Poles, just listening to him. Um, Matt Eberflus was asked a question uh, about the offense. And then Ryan Poles actually chimed in. This wasn't a question directly reflected or directly addressed to him. But he chimed in about the offense and said it kind of it all starts with the offensive line if you get the offensive line solidified that can create explosive plays and in effect create points and obviously with ryan poles being an offensive lineman and and, you know having his his brief stint with the bears and being cut he knows the emphasis on the offensive line and what it can do for an offense and actually i'm going to jump down to, to my question that I had for him. Uh, if you listen to the press conference, I asked something about to Matt Eberflus, but after the press conference, we got to go in small groups and talk to each, uh, to Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles in these small groups. I was in a group of four and I asked him specifically about Tevin Jenkins and just what is your assessment of him? Did you guys look at Tevin Jenkins when you were with the Kansas City Chiefs? And I asked him, is, do you see him as a left tackle? And here's verbatim what Ryan Poles said to that question I asked him. One thing I believe in with offensive linemen is you want to get the best five out there. I do believe he can play the tackle position. We are going to continue to work with him and put him at guard or put him in different positions, move him around, and really I should differ to Matt Eberflus and the coaching staff to have those conversations to find the best five. I'm sure he has the same mentality. So, okay, I I think where Ryan Poles is still thinking that um, Tevin Jenkins is still that tackle, but he kind of opened the door a little bit, right? Just based off his his response, like we're going to put him at guard or put him in different positions. They're going to be flexible. See what maybe works best with Tevin Jenkins. Obviously, he played right tackle at Oklahoma State, and the Bears moving to left tackle. And the injuries and things, he didn't get into his, you know, rookie season right away. So that's going to be interesting in itself. But like you say, he's going to defer to Matt Eberflus and the coaching staff to really assess how to best handle that. But kind of opens the door a little bit of what could be the future for a Tevin Jenkins. And, you know, the the Chiefs were looking for offensive linemen. They drafted two um, in this past draft. And obviously they went through um, trading to, to kind of acquire, to retool that offensive line because of how decimated it was the two seasons ago. So they they did do some homework on Tevin Jenkins, and this is um this is kind of what Ryan Poles' assessment of it of, of him is. And I think we'll have to wait and see before there's any definitive answer for, for Tevin Jenkins going into year two. But I wanted to jump to that real quick because we were talking about offensive linemen. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? Um, you know what, both... Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus applauded the Bears on their five-person panel search committee. They said it was very thorough, and when you bring a guy like Bill Polian, I know there was a lot of jokes that were that were made about Bill Polian, and I get it, older, but has a lot of experience. He said, uh, Ryan Poles said, I called. He called him multiple times after, like the the initial um, uh, press conference or in the press conference, the interview. And we'll continue to do so just to kind of tap into that intelligence that Bill Polian has. So that was, uh, you know, something that both Eberflus and Poles really applauded the Bears on doing that five person committee and, you know, really being very thorough with the whole entire process of it.
Um, and then something that I did like tweet out when you know Ryan Poles was like his name was brought up for the GM job. Like, will he reach out to Matt Nagy about the Bears? You know, about the Bears itself. And Ryan Poles said he did do that. Um, so he and well, one he said that he thought when they crossed paths in Kansas City, I think it was 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he I mentioned he's a really good person. And I think that's you know pretty pretty you know fairly accurate but he did reach out just to kind of get a gauge right so he's going to use all of his resources possible and i think that's that's the thing with ryan poles he's really going to assess everything assess the weaknesses of this roster and that was one of the other questions i did ask him in that smaller group setting and basically i essentially asked ryan poles like okay with with the first interview the second interview i'm sure you had to be pretty honest with the roster and where it stands like where do you see the deficiencies on it and he kind of went into explaining, like, we just want to make sure we get the right guys at the key positions, you know, the, the whether it's cornerback or the edge rusher or the offensive line. He kind of went into explaining it that way. Um, but that, I think, looking at my notes here, is really the synopsis on what Ryan Poles had to say. Again, I thought he was more genuine of the two. Again, being emotional when he brought up some of the guys in Kansas City, how they helped him really at a 22-year-old bringing him up to be who he is today. So that was, um, you know, something that I took note of, but that's really the quick version. Like I said, this is going to be a pretty quick podcast uh, just because I need to get some stuff done before I go to the senior bowl. Um, before we get to Matt Eberflus and what he had to say in his introductory press conference, I just want to tell you quickly about our partnership with Owen, which stands for only what you need. As you guys know, we have partnered up the Chicago Audible and Owen, and you can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code TCA20. Definitely go check that out. They have a bunch of great products, a bunch of great proteins. Um, really like the No Nut Butter Cup. 35 grams of protein, tastes delicious. I always have it after my, my workout, so definitely check that out. But I have to tell you about still the awesome opportunity, this awesome contest that Owen has going on right now. Um, one grand prize winner will win an autographed Justin Fields jersey, who did speak today, and I'll get to him in a little bit, and a pair of cleats. Two second prize winners will get a signed official football, and four third prize winners will get an autographed jersey. Great prizes, unique prizes. You can't get these anywhere else. So how do you how do you get them? Super simple. All you got to do is go to liveowynowyn.com forward slash Justin Fields forward slash. Again, liveowen.com forward slash Justin Fields forward slash. And what you'll do, you'll see Justin Fields holding one of the Owen shakes, and you'll see two, two little um, criterias. Type in your first name and your email and your entry. That's all you got to do. So go do that. Tell your family members. I always tell you to go tell your grandmother, your grandfather, whoever it is, go enter in to get a chance to win those great prizes. And while you're on the website, check all the great products that Owen has at and use that code TCA20 at checkout. Good luck, everybody. This is Nicholas Moriano, and I'm recapping the Bears introductory press conference. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, the Chicago Audible. We're doing it. Let's go. So Matt Eberflus. Um, so kind of some takeaways uh, for, for me. I think and I think this resonated uh, for a lot of people like in the chat, too, who are listening to it live and me being there in person. Just kind of seemed very... He knew what he wanted to say, I think, even before the question was asked. Like, again, it's almost uh, – I was joking with uh, Herb Howard from the Bigs. Like, it's almost that coach speak, 
that's already kind of starting to, you know, come out a little bit. And, you know, this is day one, right, for Eberflus and Poles, me and the media at the same time. But, and maybe it gets better. Maybe, honestly, maybe it doesn't. But um, I think that's kind of like the direct approach he has. Like I said, he has a plan. Let's go to, here's how we execute it and let's go do it. So, um, again, like I said earlier, he said the search, the, the committee was top notch. Um, but he's looking for players. And this is kind of his opening remarks, looking for players with explosive athletic ability that are passionate, intense. He put, he said maximum effort. I immediately thought of Deadpool, um, you know, just, uh, that's, I don't know, just did. I've tried to tweet that out, but I lost, um, track of what I was doing. Um, and then he had the, the quote, get your track shoes on because we are running. And from the stories I've read of Eberflus and how he commands the room, like these players are going to learn real quick on how, who he is as a person, as a coach and how he wants things done. And Hey, it's a, it's different from Matt Nagy and how he kind of ran things. This is going to be business-like and let's see how certain players respond to it. But you know, if, if it's if you want to succeed in this system, you're gonna to have to respond. Uh, let's let's actually talk about like one of the main takeaways before I kind of go trickle down what he was asked and how he responded. I think one of the bigger things, or two of the bigger things maybe, um, on what Matt Eberflus was saying is uh, one like how can he impact Justin Fields, and you know how what he was kind of responding with is like well with this defensive background you know you can go over certain schemes and things like that and he can really provide that you know input to the offense and Luke Getze was kind of he was asked about him the offensive coordinator that the Bears got from the Green Bay Packers and he could provide that other side of things and I think that's that is valuable and for people like oh they hired a defensive guy how does that help Justin Fields well you get that side of things he can articulate exactly why defense is running what it's running why they do things that way and go into that level of depth that obviously Matt Nagy couldn't do as an offensive coordinator. And that's why obviously Matt Eberflus needed Getsy and will obviously complete this staff to get the rest of this offensive, um, the offensive personnel to really help Justin Fields understand the more offensive side of things, but it, it's going to collaborate. They're going to collaborate. And that's, that was a word that was used a little bit here in this introductory press conference. Um, yeah. So We'll kind of now get into oh actually the other point the the main takeaway uh, Adam Hogue asked about whether or not Matt Eberflus would you know call plays and Matt Eberflus said as the head coach you kind of need to oversee everything and and he's going to really direct the the play calling duties to the defensive coordinator and I, honestly I think that is I like that uh, to to make it simple I do like that Eberflus is going to allow somebody else to do it because he does need to oversee the entire operational side of things. We saw Matt Nagy and him trying to differentiate being a head coach and being a play caller. And ultimately, you know, the play calling was not nowhere near good enough. And then there was just so many in-game situations, whether it was questionable timeouts or whatever it may have been, where it just didn't match up. And now that Matt Eberflus is already saying, hey, this next defensive coordinator, they're going to call the plays. That allows Matt Eberflus to be the best version of a head coach he can possibly be. So now we're just going to have to see whoever is designated to be the defensive coordinator, how they're going to run things. And they're obviously going to collaborate, again, how that scheme will look, 
and what ultimately it will look like on game day. So um, those are kind of the, the big takeaways there. Um, so now we'll kind of get quick version, quick notes version of like some of the questions he was asked. He won on his offensive philosophy. Eberflus said an attacking-based offense, one that take care, takes care of the ball, scores points, and protects the football. Great. I mean, you know, I think you want to hear all those things and exactly how they're going to do that. That's yet to be seen. Um, and then he was also asked on being accountable for the offense. I think Jason Leisure asked this question, but he's looking forward, like I said, looking forward to working with Luke Getze. And then um, it's going to be a work on a work in progress on how they measure, um, I guess, the the um, production and, you know, how, how it's just ultimately going to work. So he kind of talked about that as well. Um, he was also asked about Justin Fields and his potential to kind of be that franchise quarterback. But here's how he phrased it. He's going to assess everyone the same. Um, he, he mentioned he's a big process kind of guy. I want to be able to, he wants to be able to help the player in any way that he can. But he highlighted like the relationships that coaches have with players and how that can really help um, in this process of doing things. Um, Polls also kind of chimed in here, mentioned finding what the players do well and being able to maximize it. I think I mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, and so kind of going back up to Luke Getze, um, he looked at why why ultimately he was going to be the offensive coordinator. Iberflu said he looked at certain offenses that came obviously from certain trees and things like that, but look into how they operate. And with obviously when you look at the Green Bay Packers, um, they're very efficient and you have Aaron Rodgers running that offense. So it makes sense. But he said that Getze is tough, innovative, smart, big team guy. So, and he's been on his radar for a while. So that's kind of what he was saying in, in his decision for, for Luke to be that offensive coordinator. And then uh, Joe Lewis from the big, or Joe Lewis had asked, like, how do you stop bad penalties from happening? Cause as Bears fans, you know, there's always been a, a at the worst times, there's been a penalty that happened. So how do you how do you get that to stop? And then Eberflu said, they're all teachers. All these coaches are teachers. So it's going to be education is process is is a process to stopping these penalties from happening and really just about educating the players. And you know, I agree with that. So it's ultimately going to be upon the players too themselves to execute this this education that Eberflus is talking about and make sure that it doesn't um, replicate itself in these untimely situations like we've seen over the years with the Bears, right? Um, let's see. On his coaching style, Eberflus said he wants to be intense. We see that, I think. And if you read some of the articles, you definitely can get that sense that he's intense, detail-oriented. That, that probably sounds familiar, too, from the older dream. And hold guys to a standard. Um, and I kind of, I asked about, <laughs> I asked about the, the, um, if you guys have watched the HBO series with the, the Indianapolis Colts, the end season one, he gave out the ball hawk shirts of, you know, whenever guys create turnovers, I asked him, Hey, are you going to bring that here to Chicago? Where did that start? And he referenced like the old bears teams, how they had a point system, certain point for a fumble interception, turnover, all that stuff. And you know, you're going to hold people accountable and they're going to really look to try to, he's going to talk with certain people to see they can implement that there. And there's going to be a ball Hawk trophy at the end of the year that goes to, you know, the guy that uh, really creates those, those, those turnover worthy plays. So did ask him about that and like his, his coaching style. 
Um, and then he was also asked, to, "Are you, is he wor like a reporter had asked him, are you worried about your style and how that can, you know, maybe rub some players the wrong way or maybe it won't resonate with all players, but you know, his style, like I said, detail oriented, holds guys to a standard maximum effort. Eberflus said that's been fundamental of the game, whether it's 1920, he said, or 2022, that's fundamentals. And, you know, you never know how good your football team is going to be if you don't give that. So he wasn't worried about how his coaching style, maybe a little, little old school, if, if you want to put it that way, uh, will, you know, resonate with certain players. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. And the, yeah, obviously the four, three defense, uh, was that something that I mentioned at the top? That would have been one of the key takeaways. But yeah, what he what he's thinking it it's, it's going to be the third time he's switching from a three four defense where he's going to an organization that had run a three four defense to a four three. But he said there will be elements of the three four the four three in this new version. But say he's going to be adjust. He's going to adjust. Uh, be flexible, and the foundations really won't won't change. So. That is, I think what you're going to see Verflus do is put guys in the right, the best position possible. And I know, you know, we've definitely heard that before, but it just seems like with the standard Eberflus sets, I think we can, we can almost believe that a little bit more than the, the last regime. Um, he, he was also asked if, are there certain players that you're, he's excited about? He did mention Roquan Smith was highlighted there. Um, he has spoke to some of the players on the Bears, but nothing about football. Just kind of getting to know guys, and obviously Roquan Smith's going to be key to really um, that that defense. And you know he's looking for a new contract too, and that obviously wasn't discussed. Neither were speaking of contracts. The the details about Eberflus and Poles' contracts were not revealed, and yeah it's kind of been something that's changed over the years and i don't know if we'll ever get any indication of what these deals are but yeah he in the kind of the last note i have he's excited about putting his input um on the offensive side of things again providing that detailed background to kind of see where he's at or to kind of see how he can help the offense in any way possible so that's kind of the recap really and obviously you can go listen to the whole hour and 20 minutes the press conference, you'll hear George McCaskey. And I do want to mention what Justin Fields said with the short time he was with the media, but that was a quick version that I'm going to give today. But I'm just curious how now I know a lot of people in our episode with the Matt Eberflus signing were skeptical and, you know, maybe we're a lot more down than the Ryan Poles hire. Did anything change for you guys? And for people who will listen to this podcast on their way to work tomorrow, did anything change with this press conference about how you feel about the Bears, how you feel about Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, the direction of this team? I'm just curious. And you can definitely chime in um, and just put in the chat here. Uh, I don't know if an introductory press conference should do that. But if it did, yeah, definitely. I just want to hear your thoughts here uh, or just seeing in the chat and, you know, definitely um, let me know on Twitter or whatever, just to see kind of what the, the fan base is feeling uh, just after hearing the introductory press conference of the new leaders of this Bears team who will ultimately, you know, take this team into new directions that they haven't seen the previous, you know, regime or maybe the same old, same old. We'll have to wait and see there. But Justin Fields, real quick, did speak with the media. He was there kind of representing the organization, which was um, – Something that I think Adam Johns mentioned in a tweet, 
you know, this wasn't something that Mitchell Trubisky did or even Jay Cutler prior to that. So this is a a new new thing that the Bears were doing. So um, let's see. He was asked on about Luke Getze. Like, he hasn't met him yet, but he's excited to work with him. Um, you know, obviously seeing the offense at the sustained consistency of the Packers offense, that's what kind of excites him. So he's looking forward to that. Uh, he's also, you know, going to start working out back in Georgia where he's from, just kind of get, you know, get on top of things. And uh, he was asked about working with a head coach that has that defensive background. Again, he mentioned the positive to it. Don't know exactly what a defense is running. Eberflus can help him with that. Um, then that definitely a plus to having a defensive minded coach when it comes to his personal growth. And he was also asked about Justin Fields on his leadership. Now this is his team. There's no questions as to who is a starting quarterback. It's Justin Fields. So he said now that he's the starter, you know, the starting quarterback, he feels a lot more comfortable in that role and he's just excited about it. Being that guy, it's not looking up to, you know, an Andy Dalton or, Anybody like that. This is Justin Fields' team. And wherever he kind of goes in his progression as a player, that's ultimately where the Bears are going to go. So he's excited about that as, as well. He did say he got some advice from Matt Nagy, um, Bill Lazor, John DiFilippo, uh, like at the end of the year after everything had gone down. All of them just said, be yourself when it comes to meeting this new coaching staff. And, um, yeah, so be yourself, be you, right? <laughs> um, and then he was asked for input on the offense. It's important. Um, obviously, he mentioned, like, it's important to run plays that he likes. And I think there was, uh, you know, those would be, you would think, deep shots down the field, maybe more stuff outside of the pocket, things like that. Stuff we didn't see enough of with Matt Nagy and his offense. So I think that's that's really the quick version, you guys, of what was said in you know this this introductory press conference and yeah i had to get the you know wanted to get this done before i go do what i need to go do before i head down to mobile alabama so uh quick personal thing like it was really like for me like it's a thing where you know the chicago audible started and where we're at now like it's the first introductory press conference that was pretty cool being part of the entire media and stuff so and then you know being part of those little small groups i was mentioning earlier got to you know, personally meet Matty Refluce and Ryan Poles. And yeah, it's it's uh pretty cool, not gonna lie. But hey, it's a first of many, you know, cool things that are gonna happen for the rest of this year. And you have to stay tuned to see what exactly those are. I can't reveal any details, but uh you'll catch me uh throughout the entire week. Um probably writing, doing short video recaps of some of the players down in Mobile, Alabama, guys that catch my attention. Like I said, I think I said really early on in this podcast now, about to hit 40 minutes, that uh, it sounds like Ryan Poles and Matty Refluce are actually going to be down there. So maybe I can run into them while, while I'm down there in Mobile, Alabama. But, uh, you guys, it's uh, now about to be we're getting to 5, about to get close to 530. I'm going to call it a podcast, get this published, go get some things that I have to do, and next time you'll hear from me, I'll be in Mobile, Alabama. So follow um, at the Chicago Audible, myself at Nicholas Moriano for all the updates down there. And, you know, I'm sure that Will Mason and I will talk to you soon. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.